0: Hello and welcome back to God's Glory and Man's Real Stories. I'm your host Justin Moore. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. So, um, today's episode, I'm happy to have someone with me who I guess will also uh, happen to be my co-host, my dad, Robert Moore.
1: Co-host? Okay. All right. I'll take it. I'm your co-host today. That's what I deem myself. I mean, is there any other better job?
0: I mean, yeah, you could be a sound guy, but you know, I think you're already that. I,
1: you're right. I am the sound guy <laughs> as well. Well, cool. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Happy to happy to join you and and be your co host today. Yep. Yes, sir. So, what else do we have going on today? What's what? How, what is it like to be the host of today? What is on your itinerary of hosting this particular show?
0: uh well, with today's episode. It's not, gonna be, too, not gonna be too much. I'm asking a couple of questions. Get to know you a bit but the viewers to know you a bit that's pretty much it. Okay, all right. Well,
1: cool. Well, let me start off by welcome welcoming our viewers. Um I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Um as always, I hope that you guys can join our circle, our our, our circle of brotherhood here and sit back and feel healing and comfort, but most importantly, feel God's love and see God's glory and men's real stories, all right? Cool. So, I'm going to let you take it away, son. Uh, what you got plans for
0: us? Yep. So, um can you go out listeners a quick bio yourself Or a little rundown of yourself
1: Okay yeah 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 So um, well my name as you said earlier uh, Is Robert Moore um, uh, My age is Older than you I am 40 I am, I am 40 <laughs> I am from Charlotte North Carolina uh, I, I have been here all my life I went to high school I graduated college here Johnson C. Smith University Um Uh, my occupation, I am in the it field. Uh, I am a father of three beautiful and handsome children. Uh, my son here, as well as I have two daughters aging, uh, from three to 10 and, um, uh, status. I am, well, I was married. I'm currently separated long story, but, um, and I guess I would also describe myself, uh, currently as continuously growing healing and I am definitely a miracle um if I had to describe myself in a few words
0: right. yeah um so is it cool if I ask you a couple of questions
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely uh, shoot you're, you're 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 the host today so you 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 shoot the questions out at me
0: all right sounds good so um what do people misunderstand you about uh, the most
1: what do people misunderstand about me the most or what do what do people misunderstand about me the most um hmm that is a good question uh i think that um i am probably misunderstood the most in areas that i am not good at communicating my intentions it's funny i used to think For a long time, I used to think that people should just read my mind and should just know what I want or or know what I'm thinking. Um, And and that is one of probably the biggest ways that I would probably say that um, I am misunderstood or 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 probably I probably don't have great communication when it comes to um, thinking that people read my mind. I would I would definitely say that is one of the areas um as I sit here and think more but yeah I would definitely say that that is probably area
0: where I am the most um misunderstood for sure for sure All right so um next question is um what's your favorite childhood childhood memory My favorite childhood memory
1: um I would say w- w- one of one of my favorite childhood memories. Uh, I grew up. I grew up as a child a lot. I I, I grew up with my grandfather a lot. Um, I hung out with him a lot uh, growing up, um, and he was probably the closest father figure I had as I grew up. Um, hanging out with him, and and he lived in Gaffney, and he owned a barber shop, and so I spent a lot of time in in a men's barber shop. Or or styling, I don't. I'm trying to remember what he called. I remember it was Rainey's Barber and Styling uh, um, in Gaffney, North Carolina, and I spent a lot of time sweeping the floors there. I spent a lot of time hearing men talk about sports. uh, um, I mean, talking about all type of topics. But but I I would say that that was probably the most enjoyable time. A enjoyable time as a child, um, just just hanging out with him and learning a lot or just absorbing a lot, uh, from, from just watching him and seeing how he handled business, how he ran a business and such. So yeah, that would probably be my, one of my favorite childhood memories.
0: All right. Sounds good. Um, so next question would be, if you can go back and give your of yourself, um, advice, what would that advice be?
1: So my thirteen-year-old self, what would I give my? What type of advice would I give my thirteen-year-old self? Um. Ooh, wow. Um, I would probably tell my thirteen-year-old self, um. Hmm. I grew up so at thirteen, I was very sheltered. I uh I grew up with my mother. You know in in her home with my two sisters and a lot of my life was built around you know um we spent a lot of time in church and so my 13 year old self wasn't doing half the things a lot of 13 year olds are doing nowadays matter of fact i'll 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 use this segue if it's cool with you i'll use this segue. To to tell you a little bit of my story and, and, and maybe I'll start or maybe I'll start a little bit before 13, maybe a lot before 13. Okay. And then I'll go into a little bit about my story and 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 what it looked like leading up to your age and maybe even further. All right. That work for you? Yes. Yeah, cool. OK. So growing up um, when I was 13 or when I when I was born, I was born into I was born in the 80s and I was born as a pastor's kid. So already you should know that this is going to be a good story uh, because whenever a person says, that, hey, look, I'm a pastor's kid, people are like, oh, so he was the bad kid. He was the. Ki-. And no, it's not that I was a bad kid. I was very sheltered. So I was sheltered from a lot of things um, and didn't get to experience a lot of things that other people were experiencing. And so with with with, with that said, you know, I grew up with my mom because after. Um, my younger sister was born, I would say five months after she was born. Um, my dad, you know, left her home, um, and left us, left me, my mom and my two sisters, um, as a unit to grow up together, you know, we, we, we became a new unit, a new pack. And so, um, a lot of what I learned, a lot of what I experienced, a lot of, of the things that I, I picked up and carried on with were due to what, uh, uh, what my mom taught me or what I experienced from what she went through, you know, with my dad leaving the home, um, it left my mom in a place where, uh, she was, she was traumatically devastated. And, and due to that, I end up that, that that trauma ended up being passed down to me in so many forms. Um, So from, from, I would say from childhood, from, from the early years of my life till when I left home, you know, a lot of what I experienced from my mom, based on what she would tell you, uh, her intentions for, for, for her three children, based on what she wanted us to experience and what, her actions actually uh demonstrated what there was a, there was a big difference and and understand that it wasn't my mother's fault because of what what she, what she knew back then mental health wasn't a really a big thing you know um, um how often nowadays would you say that you hear people talk about mental health
0: um um, mental health nowadays, I feel like it's a is a big deal. Of people, I do. Yeah. I don't hear as much as it really should should come up. I do hear it. I do hear it sometimes though. But I feel like it should be a more serious topic nowadays though. Yeah,
1: and and, and and you know the crazy thing about it is is nowadays the topic is 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 spoke about a lot more than it was spoke about back then. Yeah. Because back then it's almost like it didn't exist. It didn't matter. Your, your mental health wasn't really a a, a thing that people really spoke about much. So, so, and and I agree with you, mental health should definitely continue to be a a larger topic, but it was something that my mom never took the time out to even, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. There were counselors back then Mm -hmm. there were, I mean, there were people in that profession, but a lot of people looked at people who went to counseling. Can you, can you imagine what they thought about those people? I know they're weird. Yeah, yeah, weird, crazy. Um, uh, You know how bad can it be? You're going to counseling. You know it just wasn't spoken about that much back then, and so you know the idea or, or or people saying, "Hey, look, you should probably seek a counselor." It didn't really come up in conversations. I would tell you in her world, what came up more than anything was prayer. Hey, look, you know, with, with her with her relationship with God and her relationship with her church, you know, prayer was one of the biggest things. You know, she spent a lot of time praying, a lot of time interceding on what she wanted her life to look like, how she wanted to get past the pain and the hurt that she experienced, how she wanted to show up for people. But, you know, it didn't always her actions didn't always line up with, with, with what she wanted for us. So I would say that as time went on, you know, what, what I experienced, um, um, and, and, you know, uh, how I showed up for a lot of people was a lot, of, a lot of it was based on what I had received, you know, um, as I got older, you know, I started showcasing, a a a desire to be seen. I, I I felt like I wasn't really seen by people. Um, I felt like I wasn't really heard. Um, I was always seeking after attention or or to be to be seen. I felt like every time I looked up, I felt like I was being abandoned. And um, I remember it led into to middle school to high school. I I picked up this this thing where I would talk junk to people. I would. Find myself showing up from a standpoint of if I speak mean or if I'm the small bully to people, then I would be recognized and I would at least be seen. And so a lot of my pain showed up in talking about other people and being mean or or as I considered it, just having jokes you know, just like I had around the house with my sisters, having jokes on other people, um, and you know, uh, I mean, I I can imagine a lot of that hasn't changed even in school now with with kids at your school. You know, you you have people who who show up as bullies, right? Yeah. And the crazy thing about it is, normally those bullies look like what? Um,
0: I guess they vary in size, but <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, let's just say I was a small bully. I was a, I was a guy who was who was soaking wet, probably about ninety pounds. But I talked the most junk, and 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 of course that came with consequences. I had people that wanted to beat me up after school. I remember my first fight. I got beat up, and I cried. I cried on the and in, in the park after getting beat up. But I asked for that butt whooping, like I, I I provoked the guy. I I I it was almost like I wanted it. And the funny thing about it is, is over time. It's like nothing changed. I can continuously have the same pattern of talking junk and having people chase me day to day after school. And so, you know, my patterns never changed. I consistently did that. Even into adulthood, my patterns never changed. I still was always somebody who I found myself sometimes talking down to people as if it was more of a joke, I looked at it as a joke, but people didn't take it as a joke. It, it hurt people's feelings. um, It rubbed people the wrong way. And I would always try to smooth it over with, I was just joking, I didn't mean anything by it. Yeah, but my hurt and pain was showing up in a manner that I spoke up or I spoke about people in a way that rubbed them the wrong way and it never changed, my patterns never changed. And so, you know, it took a while for me to start to realize I was really hurting people with my words, but eventually that pattern changed into other things because I still had a desire to be seen. I had a desire to be heard. And more importantly, I didn't wanna be abandoned. And a lot of my abandonment issues came from feeling as though people left my life without feeling as though I was important. So, if, so because I didn't feel important, I felt like people at any point would leave my life. People would abandon me. People would leave me. And and, and and I wouldn't have a say in it. I had no control in it over it. So what would I do? I would always try to be a people pleaser as well in certain situations, in certain relationships with people, right? Yeah. You ever heard of what a people pleaser is? You, I mean, have you ever heard of a people pleaser before?
0: Um. No, actually, I haven't before.
1: Okay, okay. Well, what a, what a people pleaser is is where it's a person who... Um, Goes out of their way and will do just about anything to please people as long as they stay. And it's funny because being the only man and being the man of the house, I learned a lot of skills like like how to take care of things, how to tend to things, how to how to be, I guess, the man of the house and that I could fix things. I could repair things. I, I, I guess I would say. I picked up all the manly duties of the house. So even when it came to, you know, getting older and having relationships, I, I felt as though if I could show up and provide just like I had to provide for my mom and two sisters, if I could provide, then, then, then I was needed. And so at that point, if I'm needed, then the lack of abandonment, the, 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 the lack of people wanting to abandon me would, would, would slowly. Uh, uh, it it would go down. Nobody would want to abandon me because I provided something. Um, And I guess that was I was I was definitely wrong about that approach, because um, when you approach things from that standpoint, your desire or your people need you for what you can provide. And, you know, it's funny. I recently heard a guy talk about how, you know, when you're not needed, but you're wanted when people don't need you but they want you around they don't they, they they can provide for themselves they can take care of themselves they can find somebody to do with themselves then at that point they like you for just who you are but the problem was that I stopped knowing who I was. I I was I was whoever I was, whoever I needed to be or whoever I had to be for the people that that wanted me in their life. So if you need me to be a a flashy guy, I'll be that flashy guy. If you need me to uh, uh, to to meet your needs in this area, that's who I am. And so every relationship I build, even with just friends, guys, you know, my, my 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 clique. I, I I was who they needed me to be okay what, what do you desire? okay I can be that what do you desire? I can be that The problem with that is that I forgot who I was and what I really liked like over time I eventually abandoned myself. I abandoned that that inner child that wanted to be heard that wanted to be seen, that wanted to feel loved and 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 it's funny because my the the version of love that I learned, how I, I learned to love was, wow. It was, it was very conditional. It was based on what you were providing and what I was providing. Um, and, and I know this is, this is probably early, you know, the, the whole love talk, you know, we, 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 we've spoken about love, but we've never actually, uh, uh, had deep talks about love because if, if I'm understanding correctly, you're, you're not, quite there yet where you're, you're in love with anybody or, or, or maybe, maybe you have that puppy dog love where you've, you've had girls that maybe you were like, ah, I like them a lot. I like them a lot. Ah, love is like, I don't know if it's love, but I like them a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, love, love is, is, is definitely something that you should learn to understand What love truly is because I grew up not knowing what love really was and I'm talking about I grew up grew up still having a a a view of love as a a very conditional thing um based on how that person made me feel you know maybe their love for me was based on how I made them feel but I definitely know that I, I I loved as far as the conditions would allow me to but I still had that that space holder of I don't know when you might abandon me. I don't know if you're going to to tend to to my needs correctly or what I want from you. Not realizing that love is truly a commitment, and it's it's it has nothing to do with conditions. Because if I don't like that person today, if that person's getting on my nerves today, it doesn't matter. I I, I still have I still have a commitment to love them, and so. You know, learn was love was something that I had to learn. You know, over time. Um, So as 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 I grew up, I realized that I picked up a lot of my dad. You know, I talked about in in our, in, our, in our in one of our previous episodes about how our generational trauma is kind of cycled down to us. And even though I didn't spend a lot of time with my dad, I picked up a lot of my dad's habits, a lot of my dad's um um traumas a lot of a lot of my grandfather's traumas i can i can look at it even how my grandfather wasn't really a a fully touchy guy he wasn't a he wasn't a vulnerable guy he wasn't very emotional when it came to um how he he especially how he handled a lot of his grandsons and so you know like for instance i i cannot rem- i don't remember i'm sure there was a time but i don't remember in my teenage to early adulthood, um, a time when I ever hugged my grandfather. Um, but then again, I started thinking about it, and I was like, "Well, you know, it's funny. I never experienced that with my dad either." And so, over time, not realizing this, I, I desired that that connection with my dad, or, or or male, you know, male bonding, because I never really had that. It was it was it was like a missing piece. And so I, I always had a connection with with women because that's who I was always around. So that's always who I sought uh, a a a a a relationship with. Um um and with men, you know, I had men that uh, or, or, or males that I went to high school with, uh, that I went to college with. But our relationship was was based on what we were doing, um um or how we were how we were hanging out, where we were going, you know, it was more of a hangout relationship. And I definitely grew relationships that I'll probably have for the rest of my life with a lot of males. But a lot of it was just kind of, um, it was surface level. Uh, uh, and over time, you know, I started to have this mistrust for everybody. Um, even, even, you know, in, in, into the, uh, you know, parenthood when I had you, you know, I, I, I still had a mistrust for a lot of, different people, a different, uh, uh, you know, I had a lot of pain and a lot of hurt that I was carrying. Um, pff, probably one of the, 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 um, the biggest things that I, 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 suffered from was just allowing my pain and my hurt to, to dictate my choices. Um, and a lot of my choices were, based on, um, what I experienced, you know, which is why even to this day, you know, me and you have talked about, you know, why, why I never, uh, stayed with your, with your mom, why I wasn't, why, you know, me and your mom aren't still together. And a lot of, you know, my choices from, 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 you know, picking her in my life to even staying with her were due to to the up and down the ebbs and flows of my, my mental state, my, my emotional state, uh, what, what, what I was experiencing, what I got from her and what I maybe didn't receive from her. And I, that I, that I felt that I needed. And so, um, you know, just definitely something that I hope to nip in the bud as far as, you know, not only the, the things that I carried, but, but more importantly, helping, uh, sever that, that, that generational trauma so that you never have to experience it because what it did was eventually lead to me completely breaking down in all areas. Um, and as I had told some people, I got to a point where I just truly did not like me anymore. I, I had moved from my pain so much that I just didn't like who i had become and um when you get to that point where everything you've built based on your own plans when it all comes crashing down you you sit back and you you you've watched golf before and sometimes in golf matches uh guys get to a point where they're like all right I've knocked it in I've hit it in the water i want I want a mulligan well, unfortunately in life, you don't get mulligans, so a lot of people feel like when they come to the end of the row where they don't know how to put things back together, they just want to give up and I definitely wanted to give up. I wanted to just throw in the towel. I really didn't see a way to put everything back together, and even though you know i loved you guys and i built such i felt like i built a a happy home for you guys even though it it may have looked different than other homes and all homes look different i truly didn't know how to keep moving forward um i'll say this have you ever felt like you um Things have just gotten so bad that you didn't know how you would come back from it, or maybe what you would do next. Um, and I mean, you're 13, but I mean, still, you, you. I mean, I know you've experienced different things.
0: Yeah, I have.
1: Okay, okay. In that moment, how did you feel?
0: I don't know. I was in distress. Um, you know. You try, you try to figure out things to maybe I guess help you, but you know,
1: you know. Really did you not feel like there were a lot of answers or, or a lot of um, options out here for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, in that in that situation, did you feel like you could go to anybody? Okay, okay, okay. Well, what I want you to remember more than anything is that in in my distress, you know, honestly, I felt like I was alone. Probably maybe how you felt. I felt like I was alone. I felt like I was just like, I, I didn't know who to go to. If anybody, I had probably pushed everybody away. And in that moment, I realized I I thought back to if nothing else, even though I looked at my mom and my dad's relationship with God from a standpoint of like, I don't ever desire to have that relationship. They, they made me feel like Christianity was not for me. And even though that's all I'd ever seen, I had to get to a point where I realized that their relationship with God was their relationship. And, I couldn't keep going without him and I needed him more than ever in that lowest moment of my life. And in that moment, I decided that if I was going to keep going on, it was going to be with his strength. And sure enough, when I surrendered to him, I remember the comfort that I felt, the peace that I felt. The feeling of not even being by myself anymore. But I felt like at that moment, I had exactly what I need and he was all I needed. And he had exactly what I had been desiring all that time, what I had been searching for in so many people, in so many relationships, um, um, in so many materialistic items that I purchased that I thought would bring me happiness and peace and joy. And in that moment, it's like he filled every gap, every, every hole in my heart, every, every area that I just felt empty, not seen, not heard, uh, uh, not appreciated. Um, um, he filled all those holes. He, he made me feel like, like, like I, w- I, I was, I was important to him. I was seen by him. I was loved by him. It's hard to explain that feeling of love because it wasn't like anything I'd ever experienced from anybody else. It was it was that level of love where I don't care what you've done, how bad you've messed it up, how many mistakes you've made. I love you and I got a plan for you. And I want to see you do well. I want to prosper you and it was just like at that moment i realized okay if you f- can forgive me for everything i've done like <laughs> i i i i barely forgive myself i'm still holding on to the shame and the and the decisions i've made and 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 the 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 people i've hurt and 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 all the dis- all the things that i've done that i'm not proud of but you forgive me and you not only forgive me, but you let me know that who I've been, what I've done is not how you see me. So why do you see yourself that way? And so it took me a while to really recognize that like, like, wow, if you forgive me, then I I, I got to get to a point where I can forgive myself. But then more importantly, I had to think about all the different people that I felt like had hurt me over time, that had, 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 had broken my heart, that it had abandoned me. And I had to slowly forgive those people. And, and, and it's funny because it's a continual thing. It's not like just a, a forgiveness of, I forgive you and I move on. No, there are days when I have to remind myself, I forgave that person. And, and, and the hurt that I experienced from them, what they, what they may have done to me, how they may have made me feel, I've given that to God, and so yes, I got to remind myself I've forgiven that person, but I still also remind myself that I'm no longer having to fight that battle. I gave that to God; He doesn't see me the way I used to see myself. And so I, I you know, even though there are other people that still remember the things I've done, maybe may even bring it back up, I have to remind myself. You know what? I'm not that person anymore. I'm not that person anymore. I don't desire to align with that person anymore. Even to the point where, you know, I think about how I went from Robbie to to Rob, who I felt like uh was more of a protector. He 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 stood in the gap for me. He he kind of navigated life for me to where I, i kept my heart far from people i kept my feelings and emotions far from people i was never vulnerable but but he gave me a sense of protection i had to i had to bury that guy because that guy right there carried a lot of hurt and trauma and i had to move into my new i had to move into my new vision my new life i had to move forward uh, uh, going by the name that my parents gave me initially, which was Robert. And so even with that change, I had to continuously grow. I had to continuously grow closer to God. I had to more importantly, grow closer to who I was and not who I had to be or who I had been previously. Um, and hopefully I'm not overrunning. I know you're the host here today, son, but hopefully I, you know, you're, you're still with me and you'll just let me, yeah, yeah. So, um, I will say that, you know, over time, I have made a lot of changes. I am growing, you know, initially I told you well, you knew that, um, you know, that right now I'm in a season where I'm separated and that's due to a lot of my choices, a lot of the decisions I made and different things like that. Um, but, but I feel like I'm in a season right now where God is, has, has, has isolated me. He's, he's, he's working on me. He's, he's building me up for his purpose, for his plan for me. And, 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 and this is definitely one of those plans right here is he, is he called me to start this podcast to not only minister to myself, but minister to other men that are going through things like this right now, who experiencing life from a standpoint of they're in autopilot. Like I was, they're making a lot of Lot of choices. They've kind of checked out. They've, 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 they're, they're still walking amongst their family or they're still walking amongst themselves, um, um, living life. And they just, they, they, they feel like they are not in control, but they want to be in full control. They are living based on their plan, not realizing that God has a better plan for all of us. And, and it's just a matter of surrendering to him to say, you know what? If, if, if this is what life is all about, if this is what if this is it, if this is all that life has for me, then then you know what? I would much rather be on your plan according to your will and live my life that way. If I no longer desire decide or desire to live, then you know what, God, my life is in your hands now. It's on your page. It's based on your will. And so that's you know, I I got to that point where my life now is is I move according to his plan. You know, I wake up every day not worrying about how I can control my past, how I can control and manipulate my future. But more importantly, how I can serve, how I can love others, how I can show God's love. To not only you and your sisters, but everybody around me, um, um, I, I have a, a, a different view on life because I understand why my mental health is so important, and how, coupled with God's grace, you know, I should no longer live based on so many of the ways and so many different things, and, and 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 all the and and all the patterns that I carried before that I felt like were, 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 were what, what protected me or what kept me safe? Because the truth is, is if, if, if God is watching over me, then, then there's nothing, there's nothing a human can do to break me anymore. Because at this point, you know, I, I don't have that spirit of fear anymore. I don't have that spirit of anxiety that I carry anymore because I know that he continues to walk with me. He walks in me. The Holy spirit is moving through me to, 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 to narrate my 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 story as i go now to, to to speak into me and let me know what's what's what direction to go where i'm supposed to be led what i'm supposed to do and so you know i would say that this experience uh up to this point has been um has probably been one of the best experiences in my life my entire life because i'm no longer living in fear i'm no longer living based on abandonment or who i have to be for other people and and god has a desire for all of us to live this way and i know a lot of people are like yeah but he doesn't care about me anymore based on the things i've done he's not listening to me anymore he's he's, he's not trying to 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 forgive me for the things i've done because i mean come on that, some of the things i've done It's well past his forgiveness, but understand God continues to pursue us. He continues to desire to be close to us. He continues to, to, to pursue a relationship with us. It's just a matter of giving him the same time that I was giving and that I was pouring into other relationships because his relationship should be number one in my life. Number two should be my own relationship personally with myself, the mental health aspect of myself. But, 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 but coupled with his grace, like I said, you his mental health, the way he worked with me to help understand why patterns got started by downloading and reminding me of of things from my past that I chose to forget about or didn't want to remember, you know, part of my childhood and different things that I experienced with different people. You know, the way he was able to help me heal from these things as he continues to help me heal from those things, it's just it's 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 something that. Counselors do a great job of helping you work things out, but a lot of things you can't remember. I am all about going to counseling. I go to counseling now, but but I've learned that counseling coupled with God is is just like it's 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 like the perfect balance to set your life up for success, to cut out those generational uh, 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 traumas that you've been carrying to, 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 to heal things, not only personally, but amongst your kids so that you can show up the way you want to for them. More importantly, help them tackle their generational trauma that you've already passed on to them, that they've already uh, picked up from, from other family members, uh, 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 relatives before them, relatives they've never met. And so, you know, I, I definitely have gotten to a point where I'm so glad I'm no longer sabotaging so many different things in my life. I don't have to live that way. I don't have to live based on, on what, what I can obtain from somebody else, because everything I need as I have to, I have to remind myself all the time. God is enough. God is enough. Everything else he adds to my life, all the other blessings that he, that he, that he puts on top of the blessings he's already blessed me with over the years, even when I wasn't walking with him are enough. It's enough. And so anything he, he adds to my life, anything that he, he, he brings into my life, it will be based on his will and his plan. And if it doesn't line up with his plan, then unfortunately, no matter how much I may cry out to God or say, hey, God, I desire this. It's got to line up with his plan for me. So, you know, yeah, it's 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 been beautiful. I would definitely say, you know, son, I look forward to not only my growth, but the growth with you Um, as as a young man, knowing that there are going to be certain things you're going to experience in life Mm -hmm. that I want to, you know, uh, continue to 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 walk alongside you as God is already walking alongside you to be a source of light in your light life Um, to be a source of life, a light in your life (laughs) to um, to continue to grow you into the man that you want to be, not the man that I want you to be, but into the man that you will want to be. Uh, I want to be here for you uh, to help you through certain things, but more importantly, I hope that you can, 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 can build that relationship with God in your own time, because i never want to force that on you. I want you to build that relationship with him as you see fit, because my relationship with him would not be like your relationship. It'll be your own relationship. I don't want you to ever look at my relationship and say, well, no, I, I don't desire to ever do that or be that or, or experience that because all of our relationships with God our own relationships and, and and it's it's based on what we put in or where what what we where we are with God and our walk so you know um I look forward to you know future podcast episodes with you um and hopefully you know my story was one that that other men could hear and say wow yeah I desire that too um and 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 truly want to seek that so um yeah I think that's that's our time for today, son. I appreciate you hosting this yep, podcast and allowing sure. me to be your guest. I this is this is actually my first time ever being a guest on a podcast, yep. so thank you so much. Whoa, this is
0: my first time ever being a host on a podcast, so you know.
1: Well, hey, look, look at it. It's a first for both of us. Yeah. So awesome. Well, cool. Hey, look. Well, we yep. thank you all, all our listeners. <laughs> we thank our listeners for for. Um, for tuning in today and 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 look forward to you uh joining us again for future episodes future conversations
0: and future stories cool hey we appreciate you listening today and hope that if you enjoyed the conversation and the stories you will subscribe and listen to past and future content feel free to comment as we would love to read your comments and pray over all our listeners also please follow us on instagram twitter TikTok, tock and facebook God's glory and menstrual stories.
1: We understand as men, how the thought of even facing your own story and the pain and hurt that come with that is a challenging task. But we don't want you to feel like you are all alone because you are not. God has not forgotten you or left your side and he loves you no matter what you have done. Your healing is important to him and we want you to have these free resources that already exist if you're considering giving up or need someone to talk to. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255. If you need support but are not in crisis, consider reaching out to a warm line if you need to talk to someone. Speaking to someone on these calls is typically free and confidential and run by people who understand what it's like to struggle with mental health. Find a local number by going to warmline.org